Welcome to Rhythm Potoskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero Lemmy Rico. What's up, man? Happy Bowman's Month, Mocker Futskers. Was that what? What the? What was that? That was Ukrainian for Happy Women's uh, Month, motherfuckers, according to Google Translate. Uh, it sounded almost as bad as some of the accents in the movies we're about to talk about. I tried saying it, but it just sounded like I was speaking backwards. So I'm just, I'm just I'm just glad you picked Ukrainian instead of Russian. That's all I'm saying. I think we can establish that we are on the side of the Ukraine for sure. For sure. We also would like to establish that not all of Russia believes in what Russia That's is doing. That's also very true, and uh, I I I do I do stand beside that as well. That this is not. You know, uniformly, everyone's like, "Yay, Putin's good." <laughs> so. No, 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 no. This, this is like, I, I think it's kind of a beautiful thing where everyone's like, "Yeah, Putin's a dick." <laughs> I'm just surprised it took this long for them to figure it out or say it publicly, at least. An yeah. oligarch dictator who wants to like take over the world. Ah, you're putting me on, like you know. <laughs> All right, we should not be making jokes about this. But oh, whatever. If he's going to hack us, we might actually get some fucking I'm not worried about listeners. him. I'm worried about offending a Ukrainian that's going through the bullshit that I'm not oh, fucking with that. We, we, we are definitely on the side of Ukraine. We yeah. just, we are, uh, you know. And it, it's really weird how, like, this the today's topic kind of coincides with a little Russia. bit, yeah. I, and, and it certainly wasn't planned that way. We planned it more for the fact that. We didn't plan it well at all, but we planned no. it um, more for the fact that International Women's Day is – it's International it's Women's month. month, and International Women's Day specifically is this upcoming week. So you're hearing it about a week – you should be hearing this about a week after if you're listening on release day. Um, but we we wanted to uh, – we've been doing this, this spy series that we certainly kind of – started on purpose but it's dragged on a lot longer than either of us anticipated but it's i've enjoyed it i don't know if you have but i've been enjoying it i've enjoyed it but like you know just like a lot of the spy movies like this is we've been adding way too many sequels (laughs) and we still have two more to go the sad part you know yeah Um, well so we 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 figured out there's a lot of like aggro male fucking bullshit in all these spy movies so we're like Let's do a fucking thing with female spies. There's yeah, gotta be yeah, some of them. and turns out most of them are Russian, which is really kind of disheartening. And 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 sadly, most of them aren't good. Like I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I I had only seen one of the movies we're discussing. If you don't include the honorable mention, because there's a fourth that I think we're not technically counting, or I'm kind of counting it, like I have right. it in my ranking, but it's you know because okay. I did watch it again, so I I'm gonna give you a ranking minus that one because that one definitely skews my ranking. So I I have a ranking that I'm gonna leave that out of for the simple fact of well we'll talk about it in a second, but you know um I I was I was underwhelmed by these when mm-hmm. when I watched them and that's sad because there there, there was potential in all of them really yeah. I think you know um and and I'm not by any means saying they're terrible films cuz I I I've, I've seen worse like I've definitely seen worse movies you know? I think it's also fair to say it has nothing to do with the fact the stars are women no. I think because I happen to agree that let, let me let me put it this way I think all the women in these movies 
killed it. Yes. For for what they were required to yes. do. And and but I think the plots became absolutely convoluted for a lot of them. Uh and and and, and in some ways just a little underwhelming. You know, not mm-hmm. just convoluted, but a little underwhelming. Um but the movies we're gonna be talking about in no particular order are Salt, Atomic Blonde, Red Sparrow, and then You've got it as more of a more of a movie than a, in the list than I do, but Black Widow, the MCU film, right? Um, I for me, if I'm throwing that in the mix, that immediately becomes number one because mm-hmm. it's MCU, and that's the only reason why it immediately gets number one for me. So that's why I was kind of leaving it out of. Mm-hmm. Sure, I understand. Um, so if I'm leaving it out, it's Atomic Blonde, Red Sparrow, and Salt. In that order for me. Really? Yeah. I was really underwhelmed by Salt. Mm. I, I see, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Salt. Um, and, and again, we have to reiterate, reiterate, I, I enjoyed all these movies, but they're all kind of a similar ranking because there are times where I'm like, wow, that was really cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, well, shit. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of have to agree with you there. And, and, and I think we probably both have our own reasons why we have our number ones where we have them. So, you know, if I have black widow in the ranking, it would go salt, black widow, atomic blonde and red sparrow. You really like salt that much. I, I felt like, like, again, there are things that I can find of all four of these films where I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, I like salt enough where I believed it was like, I believed Angelina Jolie actually would, fucking you know be a goddamn russian spy oh well sure yeah and i i'm i'm still looking at of like well in 2022 lenses it's still a fine film but i think back in 2010 it was like oh shit this is like this is the shit this is fair this is jane Bourne because the whole the whole thing stemmed from she was offered a role as like a bond girl and she's like i don't want to be a fucking bond girl i want to be bond and and if anyone with all respect to the other women that are in these other three films if anyone could be bond and a female and i and not bond because i know they try to stay british and that whole thing but just have that that gravitas that you need for a bond it is angelina there's no doubt yeah. about that you know so there's the star caliber there's the the actual acting talents not that any of these women don't have the acting talents no it's just I mean, again, there's there's varying degrees of well, like even like even Black Widow. Like, can we can we just do Black Widow and get it out of the way because it's MCU? Sure, it's sort of the honorable mention. Then we can go back to the real films. <laughs> Black Widow, like we, I don't think I think we talked about it briefly on a Get Vocal. Yeah, whenever yeah. it came out. Yeah, um, like I honestly back then, I think I'd only seen it once. This is my second or third time. I don't remember. It's like my third or fourth. And one of the, the times was really putting it on as I went to bed. So I didn't get through the whole thing. So I don't know if that sure. counts. But yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think back then I was a little bit more harsher. Based on the fact that I was expecting so much from it. Well. Yeah, and one of the things I think we said when we talked about it on Get Vocal, and I think we still both agree on this, is that it it came out too late. They should have made this movie five, six years before it actually became, was a thing. You know, like, it, it would have had more impact than it did. 
This would have been perfect, like right after Age of Ultron. Yeah. After they introduce a little bit of a couple of her flashbacks and she talks a little bit about I, the Red Room. I think what they should have done is put it right where it actually fits in the timeline. Like it should have um, come out after Civil War. That's my yeah. honest to God opinion. And as opposed to. As opposed to the whole movie being a flashback, because that's what it is. The whole movie is a, a flashback, yeah. you know. Uh, they could have just put it in the continuity. Me, like, what, I had people ask me, like, when, what, when the fuck, like, I thought she was dead. Like, I'm like, yeah. She still prequel. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a prequel? Like, this is before she's Avengers? Like, no. Like, she's, I was like, it's between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. Like, how the fuck are we supposed to? I'm like, I don't know pay attention i don't know yeah i mean that's the sad part but but that's the answer it's it's pay attention you know so you know at no point did they ever like put on the screen like like certain like you know the year it was supposed to be set they, like that would have for they do for the the beginning when they're in ohio that's got a year but after that and it does say 21 years later so correct so like but I, I mean, I'm not saying the audience is stupid, but I'm saying Marvel audiences that are going for this are paying closer attention. For sure. No, I, I just, but I have to be, I have to put it out there and be truthful. You're, you're right. It doesn't say, you know, uh, Norway 26 or 2016, but it does say 21 years later from 1995 when it does say Ohio 1995. So, sure. you know. I, I guess they were assuming we know how to do math, but, you know. Yeah, but then they're going to be like, well, wait. I'm just saying, there's, like, especially when, like, the bonus credit scene leads up to our death. If you are not watching the MCU closely, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. It just felt like a really weird They shoehorned place. it in. Yeah. It, it, like, we, we, we've complained about how Captain Marvel kind of got shooed in, shoehorned in between Infinity War and, and Endgame so that you know, you could have that scene with Captain Marvel versus Thanos in Endgame, but right. this is equally as badly shoehorned in just to kind of, I don't even know if to, to serve what purpose, because unless it's strictly to set up I, Hawkeye. Um, I, I don't know. Well, from what I understand, I guess that bonus credit scene was specifically to set up Hawkeye, but because it was hugely delayed, it was it it like people saw it after the fact and like oh okay because her I guess it was supposed to come out before Captain America uh, or I'm sorry uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier. What so, Hawkeye was? No 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 no. Um, Black, Black Widow. Widow. It was going to okay. be Black Widow, and then it was because the first time we saw um, Julia Louis Dreyfus was yes in, brought a, like yeah it was yeah. supposed to be Black Widow and then Falcon Winter Soldier. Anyways. I, I think I, I think this is a big uh, the biggest thing to take from this is that Marvel, despite all the best intentions, really sucks at putting out female driven superhero movies. Like yeah, especially I mean, with characters that we give a fuck about. Like yeah. we, it's, it's arguable that we gave more of a fuck about Black Widow than Captain Marvel. Oh, for sure. I mean, with all respect to Brie, I listen. I I like Captain Marvel a lot more than most Marvel fans. That yeah, said, yeah, so do I. That said, I agree with you. Black Widow is infinitely more popular than Captain Marvel. And and that goes back to something we've said about the MCU as a whole is because you had multiple films with this character to to build an attachment to. You know, right. if if you had had, you know, Iron Man 2 and then the 
than the events of Endgame, no one would have gave a shit that Natasha jumped off that cliff. I mean, right. you know, but... It's like, oh, yeah, she was that chick you flipped around, like, you know... And posed and stuff, yeah, which I love that joke. I do I, love that joke. Dude, Florence Pugh is, like, becoming one of my favorite newcomers. I could see that. She, yeah. As, as Yelena, she is... Uh, She's really good. She's really She's good. really fucking good, and she... and. I have to admire the actress on the whole because she, she, you know, she was offered Yelena and she said, yeah, but I'm going to do this. I don't, I do not want Marvel or Disney like telling me how much weight to lose and hiring what trainer and giving me all that shit. She's like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be, I'm going to do my own thing. You're going to have to trust me. Which and I thought she was fine personally. I thought she was fine. Yeah. But like most people that like say, fuck you or back up Marvel or Disney or usually just get the ax. There's plenty of directors that like true have been axed after one movie true because of creative differences. And she has, she hadn't even like filmed one thing. And she's like, all right, I'll do this, but you're going to fucking leave me alone. They're like, yeah, we don't do that. It's like, no, you will now. Um, and, and they were, they were right though. They did it. Yeah. And it, you know, um, Real quick, speaking of shoehorn things in, I, I we I I have to make a correction on our behalf. We went out of our way on the Kingsman episode to not spoil that movie for the mm -hmm. Kingsman, the third the third movie slash prequel to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It had been out on Blu-ray for almost two weeks by the time we recorded that episode. We could have spoiled the fuck out of that thing. So I, I didn't I, know. Yeah. So, I just assume that it wouldn't be out on Blu-ray based on the fact that it was still kind it, of in theaters. It, it's not. That's the thing. Really? It, it, it had gone to Max and gotten released and on disc, and so we totally could have, like, spoiled the fuck out of it. But that's beside oh, the point. Anyway. Son of a bitch. Um, At yeah. least we kind of guessed why his name is Eggsy. Yes, which which I think it, yeah, we didn't put it together at the time, but the, uh, the Humpty Dumpty... Uh, nursery rhyme, you know. All all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't fucking put Eggsy back together again. I mean, it doesn't Basically, work yeah. as well, but also at no point do they ever specifically say Humpty Dumpty is a fucking egg. No, but it's kind of it, it's 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 collectively like uh, assumed that he's an egg. Uh, yeah. In which case, why is there an egg named Humpty Dumpty? Period. I, that that is a philosophical discussion for another day. Imagine you like have a kid who's an egg, and then you your last name is Dumpty, and you're like, I dub the Humpty. Well, I Why? mean, you want to talk about kids that look like eggs? I got one thing to say: Penguin in Batman Returns. I mean, uh, that was the best yoke you ever came up with. Uh yeah. Uh, um. But right, no, back, yo, back you, no, you're right shit. though. Florence Pugh in that film, I think she's the highlight of the film. Quite honestly, I have and, to I, agree. and I and I love Scarlet. You know, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of Scarlet, like going way back. Like I like her in Lost in Translation. I like her in a bunch of other stuff that has nothing to do with the MCU. I'm a big fan of her. Um. Uh. I'm trying. I'm blanking on movies she's been in, but I know I've seen stuff, and I'm like, I'm alone three. I did not see that actually. So, Eight-legged freaks. Did not see that either. But yeah, uh, but yeah, she's, I, she's she's made some shit films too. Who hasn't though? I mean, so that's beside the point, you know. 
Florence Pugh, apparently. <laughs> well, she hasn't made that much. I'm looking at her IMDb. I mean, it's not a shot at her, but she just hasn't been in a ton of stuff yet. You know, she, she's got 25 credits to her, her name. She's young. Point. She's like she's 25. Very yeah. Uh, let's see. It's yeah. She'll be. T- she actually she just turned 26 in the beginning of this year. So she made a movie called Midsommar that I've. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about. I don't think you know. I don't think I told you anything about it. But I think other people have told me some stuff about it. But yeah, I've not seen it. Dude, she is a fucking amazing in that movie, and it's a it's it's a horror film, but it's not your traditional mm-hmm. dark in the shadows horror film. It's actually very closer to like culty movies like uh, the Wicker the Wicker Man. Okay, where it's it's set in Sweden. In like a culty convent, not convent, the convent, uh, conclave, I guess, where it's just like a whole, like a whole culty area, uh, in a field, and they have buildings and shit, and it's all pagan rituals. And she and her boyfriend and some friends go there because this, uh, this cult doesn't like let outsiders in, and they happen to get like an inn essentially. Mm. And despite the fact it's got some gory shit. It's shot beautifully because it's in broad daylight, the majority of the film. Hmm. And it's very sunny. It's very lush and green and blue skies. And you're like, you're seeing this horrific shit that the Americans are, the tourists are looking at. But like all the culty fucks are like, no, this is just normal. Like people in the age, when they're like 65 years old, they jump off a cliff, which is how basically they're introduced. Like, oh yeah, we do different shit here. Right, but either way, Florence Pugh is amazing in it, and it's it's a movie all about grief, and she you one hundred percent believe that her character is like like lost her whole family, and that's why she kind of went on this trip. Yeah, um, got to give a shout out to uh, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, she she's good too. I I I still think Florence is is the best performance in the thing. I'll even I'll even go as far as to say that if it wasn't for Haley Steinfeld, she'd probably be the highlight of Hawkeye too. And I like Jeremy Renner, but but Haley Steinfeld was pretty good in that brand in that series. Uh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and what we said about Marvel, like kind of fucking up. They are doing pretty good now on writing female characters or at least having proper character representation. They're trying. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're really trying. Yeah. Not to mention, like, in Hawkeye, they had a character who was Native American and deaf as a character. That's how and, the character and is. And disabled. Not just deaf, but she is also missing a leg. That's also true. Yeah. But they And so they actually legit found a Native American woman who was deaf. I don't know about the leg part. I don't think that's... That's probably CGI, but that's fine. Yeah. But, like, they, they went on a limb. I mean, they... <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I, I... That was a happy accident. That, that, that yeah. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a fucking blooper for you. Th- there's your Bob Ross moment. Happy accidents. Yeah. Yeah. Happy trees, happy accidents. Um... Uh... By the uh, way, I not to get on a thing. I watched the documentary on him. If you if you ever get the chance to watch that, it's amazing and heartbreaking at the same time. How right. fucked over he got, but that's beside the point. Anyway, um, okay. So what was what the fuck's his name? The guy who plays uh, Red Guardian. I got it. It's right here. Um, not, not Hellboy. Not Hellboy. Yeah, which it probably should have been, honestly. But um you David should have been Ron Perlman? Yeah. Over David Harbour. Yeah. Well, the joke is David Harbour played the reboot of Hellboy. Oh, did he? 
Yeah, I have not. One... Yeah, I've not seen it, so I can't. Yeah. I didn't either because no one fucking liked it. Like <laughs> literally, the best thing I saw was there was a meme of Steve Carell from Anchorman, and in the point in the in that particular point, he says, "You're not Ron." When he's talking to someone who's not Ron Burgundy, mm. so all the fucking like best jokes about Hellboy, the new one, was "You're not Ron," as in "You're not Ron Perlman." Right, 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 right. And it's not that I don't like David Harbor. I've actually been, a, I, I like a lot of uh, great stuff that he does. He does good character actor work. He does good dramatic work. He does good comedy no, work. No, I, I, and I, I would say, you know, like, I, I, there was nothing about his performance I didn't like. I just think you could have gone, you know. It, it, there were times where I wanted to see more. And that's the thing about Black Widow is there are times where I really wish we got a little bit more of a character. Like, all the advertisements, uh, leading up to this movie, which were like two, three years at this point, mm-hmm. showed nothing but Black Widow and Taskmaster. The Taskmaster yeah. was fucking drastically underused, and they made a whole big thing about how they're, um, they, they basically can mimic anything, including all the Avengers fighting styles. We got like snippets of it, and it wasn't really... Yeah. It was kind of a big letdown, because Taskmaster is a really interesting villain. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think the twist that they had was fine. I just wanted to see some more fucking fight scenes, or or right, even have yeah. like your issue is not like Natasha, who was in the suit. It was the the way it was utilized. Really, it just just have Natasha be like, "Oh fuck you!" Like have her have her say something of like, "Wow, really copying Black Panther? Isn't that kind of racist?" Or something? I don't know, just like. You know, like, oh, you're you're doing the Wakanda fighting style? That's weird. Like, just some acknowledgement of what she's going up against. Because it only takes, like, eagle-eye MCU fans to be like, all right, that's Black that's Black Panther. Well, I mean, that's the, the Winter sh- Soldier. The, the, yeah, the shield was pretty obvious. I mean... Shield was obvious, but... You know, there were I a couple know. there. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely the Black the, the Black Panther and, and, to your point, Winter Soldier, you know. So, I, I agree. Um, overall... I, Overall, it's it's. Well, no, I'm sorry. If you had a thought, go. No, I just, I'm just trying to think of like it was just kind of a letdown. But now that it I've is. seen it a couple times, it's fine on its own. It's a fine movie. Oh, it's for just, sure. It's, it just it's, feels like a non-necessary chapter that really didn't do and, anything for the character. And based on what we have gotten from Marvel as a whole, both series and movies, you know, yeah. it it you know, it. The only point was to set up Yelena. That's yeah. really the only point. Which, which it seems like we're gonna get more. Even from the Hawkeye series, we're gonna get more Elena. So I'm pretty excited about that because, right. again, Florence Pugh's killing it and doing it in a good, you know, and just putting out right. a great thing. You know, and I'd be fine with her taking over the Black Widow mantle. Yeah, I'd which, be alright with which that. Was another thing. I'm not overly fond of the fact that like the the assassin the the Black Widows are called Black Widows, like. It's not, it, 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 yeah. It, it it cheapens the name a little bit. Is that what you're? A little bit, yeah. like it's like her code name is Black Widow, and then you finally go, she's just one Black Widow of many other Black Widows. It's right. kind of like she should have just been called Black Widow and have the other ones called Widows. Well, and that's you know? what they that's what they do kind of allude to. They don't ever call them Black Widows; they just call them Widows. But it, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. I'm not I'm not arguing you, but they don't flat out. It's it's kind of a gray area there. You know, so speaking of a speaking of a gray area, uh, I, I'm still kind of amazed that 
they killed all those Russians in that prison. Like, at, like at no that whole point, prison got wiped the fuck out. The entire prison yeah, was and it's gone. Like, not a, it's not like all of them were criminals. Like some guys were just showing up to work. Oh, you mean like and the guards like, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. guards, and I mean, like it. Well, really you just think about your phrasing there. They're not all criminals out of prison, and I'm like, what? I, well, I, I, meant the, I get. I yeah, meant the yeah, guards, yeah. but I, yeah. I also mean like there could have been some fucking prisoner who was thrown in. Could have been roofers, you know. Yeah, Shit. it could have been, you know the Death Star type of thing, like. <laughs> but but really, it was it was kind of like amazing how Natasha, who is an Avenger, is like did not give a fuck. <laughs> like I she was just that, like, oh, the Russian fucker. I don't know that she didn't give a fuck, but I think she saw that there was really nothing they could do to stop it at that point. You know, what I mean, like. But I mean, yeah. But we're talking about a character who, like, throughout the films, has kind of shown her sense sensitive side and. You know the fact like she she's labeled as a hard boiled Russian, but she's also sh- like she reveals that she cares about shit. I, I would agree, but they also forced her back into like old just by the events that were taking place. Like, they almost forced her back into that older mindset. So maybe for that brief, you know what I mean. Like I'm not saying she completely lost her humanity, but for for a brief period there, she just has to kind of be that cold again. No pun intended. You right. know. Um, that's fair that's fair uh there's there's two more things uh sure. i discovered who plays young natasha in the opening scene i was looking at her yeah do you know who that is no that's mila Jojovic's uh daughter oh i you know what i did know that now that you say it yes i've forgotten it but i did know that yeah and once you look at it you're like holy shit it, it's exactly she, it, does... she looks exactly like her but she's also a spot on. I mean, she's a good stand-in for a young Scarlet, for sure. You know. Well, it also helps that she is fluent in Russian automatically because her mom is from the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she, I, I guess I never made the connection. I'm like, oh, like a young Mila Jojovic with a dyed hair. I'm like, it's fucking multipass again. Like, it, it is. It is Lilu, isn't it? Now that you say yeah. it, yeah. Um, it's Layla. I mean, it's really kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, oh, shit, there was one more thing. Um, fuck. Now I'm pulling a U. Like, I had shit ready, and I'm like, oh, god damn it, I forgot it. Well, I have, I, so, since we started with this, right, I, I do mm-hmm. want to say that, like, I had a really interesting thought about um, two other movies that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Because Black Widow really is a mixture of salt and red sparrow. Yeah. Like really a mixture of the two. It's it's yeah. It's I I had seen people when Red Sparrow came out going that's the Black Widow movie we should get and this is before Black Widow came out, right? I was I, I was one of those people too. I disagree because of the level of sexuality they get the sparrows get to well, and that that yeah that is the obvious one that you would not be able to pull off with widow i mean especially in the mcu but but like you get the salt because of the the starting with them like being embedded in the united states that's the salt portion of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then your with your red sparrow is more the the widow the red room portion of it room, you know yeah. um but I, I remember watching those two movies going, wow, that's this is this is like a, a separation of church and state for Black Widow, really. I mean, it's yeah. 
it's really um, so I don't know where you want to start. Where do you want to go next? Like, well, I mean, we're already kind of dipping our toe in a red sparrow. We can we can talk about it. Um, I I. <sighs> So there were definitely parts of Red Sp- Red Sparrow. I also had a bit of a Black Swan feel to it without yeah, the insanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I say insanity because she literally goes insane in in Black Swan. But did you notice that like the majority of these movies that we're talking about are kind of have like a color code to them, like Black Widow, Atomic Blonde. Red Sparrow. Yeah. Even salt could be described as a color. I guess, yeah. Like yeah. salt and pepper. Sure. You know? no, I get I get where you're going with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just, it, I, I want to see one Russian movie spy that has nothing to do with a color. Like, just just the Russian I, spy. Just call look, it. Look, with, you know. with all respect to, to, to you know, uh, despite what's going on, the, the Russian people, you know, um, I want a female spy that's not fucking Russian because we got one in the four films. Of the four films, we got one that's not Russian. But it still has to do with Russia. Like, that's the Actually, thing. Actually, no, it has more to do with East Germany, which is communism, but it's not Russia per There's se. There's still Russians. I, I mean, she does take on the guise of being Russian. No, those are point. those are East Germans. that she. You're talking about no, the no, end no. there? I'm talking about an atomic blonde. She is... British undercover to be Russian at one point, but she's revealed that she's American. She's not the, being in, Russian. When is she Russian? In I, the in that final scene where she fucking shoots all the other dudes. That's those are Germans. No, they're Russian. They're Germans. They're East Germans. No, she's Russian. She's pretending to be Russian in that scene. She speaks Russian to them. I heard German, and being raised in Germany, or with the German family, I mean, I, 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 I wholeheartedly I, have to disagree. The subtitles were on, and it said speaks Russian or has Russian accent. Okay. I, 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 I agree with you that the majority of it is set in Germany, and there is the German element to it. But based on what I remember and what I looked at, I'll just, I'll double check it. Well, I mean, either way. But I'm, my point was is that it it has a little bit of Russia in it. I mean, it's not Russia, 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 but it's definitely got some Russian in it. Oh, I mean, the, the only the only female spy movie that I can think of at the top of my head that has nothing to do with that is not even its own female spy. It's Mister Mrs. Jones or Mister Mrs. Smith, which which is also Angelina. But we we and to be fair, we almost kind of debate about including it. We're like, no, we want one that's. Solely a woman spy. Right, the right. Such a good... All right, so according to this on Wikipedia, three days later in Paris, Lorraine, now speaking in Russian, meets with Bremovich, who who addresses her as Comrade Satchel. Spoiler. Uh, Bremovich, having learned from Percival, there is that's more right. to Satchel than he... So that's what I'm saying. So, but that's the thing is, I mean, we'll, we were going to talk about it, uh, about uh, Red Sparrow first, but we'll just get this out of the way. She's a triple spy. She's she's a fucking triple agent. Which I kind of dug. I got to be honest for you, yeah. you know. But I, I I dug that. I dug that. You know, I had seen Atomic Blonde once before. Of these movies, not including Black Widow, this is the only one I had seen prior to mm-hmm. this run, and I saw I it before. Go ahead. I didn't like it then. I, I, I like. See, here's the thing for me. You know how much of I, a music person I am, and there's a lot of '80s music, a lot of '80s representation throughout the film because it takes place in the '80s. I mean, the whole movie sure. takes place in the '80s. Um, 
I I don't think you could have made James McAvoy look any more like Tyler Tyler Durden from the end of Fight Club than if you tried. But that's beside the point. Um, you could have made him taller. Well, yes, but I'm talking <laughs> about that the hair and the outfits. Like it was basically Tyler Durden, but you it's know. very similar. I mean, it, it based on what I read, it that's that was a pretty. Uh, German fucking look. Oh, um, that, that doesn't stun me. That no, that doesn't Which stun me. Makes me kind of question more Tyler Durden. I'm like, what the fuck was he doing? Like, well, being I don't it think... was fictional. I don't know. Or, and then when I say fictional, I mean like even to the character in the the movie, a hallucination, <laughs> a hallucination type of character. Yeah, yeah. So based on that, I don't think it really matters what Tyler was doing. True. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I. So I love the whole music thing. I thought the music played well. It's one of those. I think this is one of those movies that, like we've talked about, with like a Pulp Fiction, um, mm-hmm. most of Quentin stuff, basically, and but not ju- not limited to where the music was selected correctly to go with the story at the right moments. You know, I like this trope that that movies are doing, especially in a modern day, where they take kind of kitschy lighthearted songs and have something like awful happening on screen. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, having what, what, what is the actual name of that fucking song? 99 balloons, but it's 99 uh, left balloons. 99 left balloons. Um, there's two versions. There's 99 red balloons, which is the English version and 99 left balloons, which is the German version. It's actually been mm-hmm. released in both languages. So that's, I've, I've heard both. Uh, so have I, yeah. But they, I think specifically they chose the German version for the movie. It sounded, it, it, I think I'm 90% sure it was German, um, which would make sense. In, oh, in this movie? In Atomic Blonde, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they played the they played the Left Balloons version, the German version, yeah. And it shows, a, like, a henchman fucking beating up a, just a random kid or a with you a, know, teenager. With a skateboard, yeah. Yeah, he fucking Tony Hawked his ass, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, are, are we are we sticking to Atomic Blonde for this discussion because sure. we were going Red Sparrow and then we went to yeah, Atomic Blonde? Yeah, I know. Like my, that's my bad, but yeah. Um... We'll, we'll just keep going with Atomic Blonde. So, I I didn't like the movie the first time I saw it. I and I still am kind of with my same criticisms, which is it's a very stylish film, but I felt like it, a lot is fucking happening. That being said, it's got some of the best fighting sequences mm. uh and and obviously it's got a john wick influence because the guy who helped create john wick directed this film oh uh, and also charlie's trained with keanu while he was training for for wick too so i would i would pay to, to see the video see that footage man. yeah i agree <laughs> And there has been, I mean, we discussed this on the John Wick episode, but there is a discussion of possibly a crossover of Wick and Atomic Blonde. And I would be 100% on board for that, personally. I am, but I don't know how they're going to do it without, like, really aging up Charlize. Because this is set in the 80s. True. 
John Wick is set now. And I don't want any time travel shit. Like, no. No, 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 no. no. This is this is definitely a franchise where you don't have any time travel. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Charlize can't look good in gray, but she's going to have to look no, good in agree, gray. No, agreed. I get the point you're going for. Yeah, she's going to have to be aged up a little for sure, you know, because yeah. it's, it's it, cause John Wick's real time. Right? I mean, we said mm-hmm. in the episode, like, the whole, all three take place over, like, a six-week window, but they're still from, like, 2000, what, 18? You know, I mean, the whatever. first film was set in 2014, so oh, it's a 14. So still, even then, you're talking. Even, we're still talking 30 years. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, you just yeah. beat me to it. So yeah, so you do have to age her up in some capacity for sure. You know, um, and if you age her up, you could still have her be like a head of the high table or whatever. You know, or something, or something yeah. akin to that. Yeah, um, you could even I I would even see her potentially running one of the Continentals, depending on. In Russia or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, being that she's an American, maybe not, you know, so. Winston's a British dude running New York. There was New York, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. Uh Okay. Um, Halle Berry's black American in fucking Morocco. That's also true. Um, So, the point, either way, though, yes, that's a crossover I would not mind, for sure, Mm -hmm. you know. The The other way you do it, but I think you would piss off the John Wick fans is you do like a John Wick prequel and you either de-age Keanu or you get someone else to play a younger John Wick. Adam and Driver. I'd, I'd be okay with that, but I mean, I don't know, you know, how many people I, would, I, I, you know. I, there, there's this, I saw this meme where it showed like, it was Keanu, Adam Driver, and Finn Wolfhard, who's, he's the kid from. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he is. Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. yeah. And how they were like Pokemon evolving, <laughs> yeah. based on the fact they all kind of look similar enough. They have long black hair, yeah, and kind yeah. of, especially Adam Driver and Keanu. Oh, like, for sure, a little less on Finn, but yeah, I, I, I still see, he, I still see the the progression, but yeah. Someone wrote like Adam Driver looks like if uh, you were trying to describe Keanu Reeves, and and if Snape and he had a kid or something, a kid of that, like. That's I actually keep hearing your, that's that like actually a, your, like. That's actually your want... full evolution. It's Finn to Adam to Keanu to Rickman to Snape. as Snape. Yeah, like yeah. that's your full like that's your yeah. full evolution right there. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe like throw Johnny Depp like somewhere after Keanu. Maybe, maybe I, I, I definitely. But but getting back to the point, I I would not mind if they. Cross those franchises if they did it right. That's and that's the key is doing it right, and that that's the the thin line that you have to walk. You know what I mean? Agreed. You, you have the people involved in David Lech. I think that's how you say it, right? Lech. I, I thought it was Leech. Is it might be? I I, I don't know. I'm it not could gonna... be Leech. I mean, I, I think it's L E I T C H or something. It is. Yeah. So Leech. Yeah, Leech. Leech. Yeah. Um. But you, regardless, you have him involved in both projects. So I mean, you certainly could do it. The right. I mean, you have a better chance of that working than if you had David only associated with this and somebody else completely associated with John, and then they're like, "All right, let's bring this together." Like. You have right. you have the, the the core group that could make this work. So it just depends on if you execute it correctly. That's really the the, the key, you know. I I absolutely agree. I think I think it, it would be a great uh, and also throw in uh, the character Nobody from the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk because okay. he's also part of this world where he's right. created by the right. same guy. Yeah. 
you know, just I, have for him, a minute. Like, I thought you, know. you were going Kurt Russell just for a split no, second. No, no, here, no, no, so. no, no. I was we're, like, I, I mean, I mean, that's not terrible, but it's a it's a farther no. stretch. Although they are both universal, they are both universal. So it yeah, and they want Keanu in the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. I uh, yeah, but I'm not really like. The, no more crossovers with fucking. No, you know. no, no. I, I, I'm not saying I'm advocating. I'm just saying that there's at least a, right. a connection that could make it sure. feasible. Um, can we talk about? I'm trying to find the guy's name because I'm blank. Eddie Marzin, mm. the twenty, uh, the the 21st century Joey Pants. Because god damn it, he's everywhere. He's 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 working a lot. He and then listen. All things aside, I like him, so I'm glad he's working, but it's just like, oh, shit. I, I think we also need to establish you like Joe Pantoliano, too. I, I like, do. What, yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah, is yeah, not yeah. disrespect. No, know, it's, no, it's it's not disrespect, but it's just like, oh, I mean, I think I, I think I made a joke to you once, not not just recently, but a while ago, like, oh, you're. It, it's kind of like the Tommy Lee Jones, if you're chasing somebody, just booked, you know. If, if, he's if the you, target. Yeah, if it's 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 but it, but Joey Pants too. It's just like if you need a guy, I'll give Joey a call. You know, like it's crazy. But but more spe- I mean more specifically, Eddie Marsden is usually like he's the scientist or the defector that like the main character has to hunt down and do something like Allah Hobbs and mm-hmm. Shaw, right? Mm-hmm. The only the only time that I see him not and it's not a movie per se, but is his role in in Ray Donovan. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not a target in Sherlock Holmes as well, because I'm. Oh, he's I think a cop, he's a right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's Inspector Aberline or something. I don't remember, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. But he's he's doing great work, and no, and he is for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely know. Oh, he's also the headmaster in fucking Deadpool too. Oh my God, you're right. Like he's and he's and he's, he's the target. And he's the target, yeah. I mean, like he's just fucking everywhere. Inspector Lestrade is the Sherlock Lestrade. character. Aberline yeah. is uh, from Hell, um, the movie. Um, but so now we just need a, we need a way for a movie where Tommy Lee Jones is hunting down Eddie Marsden. That's what we need to do. And Joey Pants is the reporter following the story. That's that's your trifecta right there. That's your that's your and ra- and randomly uh, Deadpool pops up. You're like, why am I in this movie? And, and no, I, I would say more randomly, RDJ just shows up and does something weird for like five minutes and then fucks off. You so. have you have Robert Downey Jr. dressed up as Deadpool. That will just blow all the fucking nerds' minds, <laughs> right? Because they'll be like, "Oh my god, Deadpool!" You just take off the mask, like you thought. Fuck you! I'm Iron Man. They just listen, puts the listen, mask back I, on and fucks off. Listen, I I just thought of the ultimate like what the fuck in the multiverse of madness scene mm-hmm. for two seconds. Like, completely off topic. You have Iron Man on screen. You have Deadpool on screen. They unmask. It's RDJ is Deadpool and Tom Cruise is fucking Iron Man. That's how you... And Ryan Reynolds just like, what the fuck? He shows up as Wolverine. (laughs) I love it. That's great. That's your your, like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I I would have more respect if he actually showed up as Black Widow, like in skin tight and everything. And like in a, in a fucking red wig and like bends over all seductively does the black, the black widow pose. And then like looks over the shoulder and be like, were you expecting Scarlet? 
The only thing you have to have if that's going to happen is Florence Pugh then has to show up as Elena and kick him in the balls. Just because. Trying to think of if, if we're doing all this random what the fuck. No, you have Elena as Thor. No, no, you, no, I think, and throws him in the, no, throws I get it, him but I think, I think, I think to just route it in reality at some point, you actually have to have her as Elena. Like that's the one character that's the right, the right star shows up and just fucking kicks him in the balls. I, I agree with that, but you have to add Drax who does not get any like, like metaphors and like takes everything yeah. as what they are. He's just like. Like his head just explodes. <laughs> like yeah. he just he just walks in and he's like, I don't understand what's going on. Boom! Like, head but I've but I've been here for three years because I'm invisible. Um, when when he's not actually that that's that's a thing that's around here all the time. Deb and I make the I'm moving so slowly I'm invisible joke all the time. Like we both just thought that was the dumbest thing. I, I, yeah, but it's still really funny. I mean, I still laugh my ass off where it's like, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? That's <laughs> like, fun. No, that one's I found good. was yeah. improvised. Well, but it works. It so works. It so dude. works. So yeah. Okay. Um, as always, we get dragged back. Well, so, no, no, but to tie, tie back briefly, like, imp- you want to talk about it? Well, not so much improvised, but like, just going back to Black Widow for a second, but apparently, like, Yelena giving her a bunch of shit about her posing was actually Florence Pugh fucking with Scarlet in between scenes, and the director liked it so much that they actually put it into the film. That's great. I, I See, that's that's why I really like Florence Pugh. I think she... Yeah. I think she's one of those fan. She's a fan of Marvel, but she's also like, yeah, but you guys need to, like, lay off the poses. Well, and like, they, they really did lay off it after... Iron Man too. She really doesn't do it after that. As... Uh, I don't know. I, I know. Oh, that's you. I'm. I remembered what I forgot. Thank okay. you. Sure. I. Do you remember in the first Avengers when she is quote unquote interrogating Loki and he calls her equivalent mule or whatever the fuck he does? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. He uh, he says like, oh, your ledger's dripping. And then he says, Drakov's daughter. Yes. Back then, I interpreted that as him addressing her as Drakov's daughter. So did I. Yeah. And now, you the know whole Drakov's referring... daughter thing is all full, come full circle. But but that worked. That's one of the few connections they made in this movie that I really kind of dug to kick it, connecting it back to the rest of the the overall story. You mm-hmm. know, so I was, I was okay with that. But... No, I wasn't upset with it in any way i was just like all like it was just a passing thing that i wonder if like because joss whedon wrote uh the avengers i'm wondering if he had had discussions with feige and marvel about like we're gonna at some point we'll do a prequel and we'll talk about Drakov's daughter or he wrote Drakov's daughter and Kevin Feige's like, I got an idea. That's a great fucking thing. We should have a whole thing of her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the second part that, yeah. you know, Feige's like, how do we, how do we tie her back as opposed to like the being Joss's idea, you know? Well, to be fair, Joss, Joss was at one point, the, one of the creative heads, like it no, he I, was I, essentially, uh, what, what the fuck is his name? The, the dude who does star Wars now, that's not. Uh, oh, uh, Filoni? 
Yeah, he was sort of becoming the Dave Filoni where he was showing up on other movies and like offering advice and creative input. He was basically available when like Feige was not. Right, but it's so far removed from that. I don't know the the ties together. That's all I'm saying. Um, you, you make a fair point. I just It's just such a random thing that becomes the central plot point of a whole movie. But sticking with the, the MCU for a minute without without going back to that movie with, with Atomic and Blonde, I mean, think about some of the, the you know, we were talking about Marzen, um, but some of these other it's, people that... It's, it's Marzen. Marzen. You know, yeah. we, we've been talking about him, but, like, you got Toby Jones in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who uh, Zola? Zola, yeah. Um, I mean, McAvoy is a, you know loosely because of his tie to Professor X and how you know, but technically know. Disney owns that. So, but at the time, you know, right, it, it, right, it's right, different. Right. It's different than Zola. Zola's flat out just MC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Bill Skarsgård, I believe, is in the MCU somewhere. I know the Skarsgård family is, but I think Bill makes um, an appearance somewhere in there. He is in Deadpool too, but he's not in. I thought any he made other... an appearance somewhere, like as a lo- like like a like a uh, a nobody person in one of the other films. I could have, because isn't he? I mean, no wait. I think he's. See, now I got to look, but I think he's in the play in Ragnarok. No, that's Sam Neill and Matt Damon, and I don't think he's in that. He but should it, be because. But who's playing? Oh, it's a Hemsworth playing Thor, right? Not. Yeah, it's. Okay. Um, it's not. Is it Liam? It's one of the Hemsworths. It's one of the Hemsworths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they're they're Hemsworthy to play Thor. Well, okay, so I so I got that part wrong, but you know where I'm. You know, I I believe Bill Skarsgård should be in. It's his father who's in Thor. Yes, yeah, and I could have sworn he was in too in some capacity, not directly connected to to. Uh, that character, but yeah, I know you'll never watch it, but you should watch some clips of him as Pennywise the Clown from the movie It. Yeah, yeah, I heard he's you... he's fucking amazing. Like it's the voice is still goofy as all hell because it's a clown, but it, like it really just sounds like Scooby Doo. Yeah, you've but... said that before. Yeah, <laughs> but um... he's very good. Uh, but but also I liked uh. I, I got to say, it was nice to see Sophia Botella not in some weird shit for the first fucking time. It's the only... Look, in The Mummy, she gets all mummified. No pun intended, but I mean, that's just what it is. In fucking Star Trek In the Darkness, she's an alien. That's true. In, in Kingsman, she's got the fucking blade feed. So, I mean, at least her face isn't, you know... Covered. I mean, the, but, the blade feed is a real prosthetic thing for like athletes that. But, well, yeah, not but not to right. the point where you can slice a motherfucker in half. No, but yes, no. the the prosthetics are real. But I'm saying this is the first time you've gotten her, just her, and let her fucking act. There's no and and it really didn't last that long, unfortunately. That that was one of my criticisms, and Steph actually was the first one to say it. She's like the the. Um, Lesbian romance sort of came out of left field and was kind of unnecessary. Um, I didn't have any problem with it though. I didn't have well, I didn't have a problem with it, but I kind of she she and I both kind of agree that it was sort of it felt like it was thrust in to you know 
placate men viewers and everything. But I, 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 read, I read that it was actually intended to just be like, she's just a spy. She does whatever she can to get as close as possible to find out information. I... <sighs> That was from the I, filmmaker. I, I definitely don't agree with Steph's perspective. I'm sorry. I don't. But I do. I think it's more. I think there's more to it than she's just a spy and does what she has to. Like, I think. I think she actually. I, do I think she was like head over heels in love with this woman? No. But I definitely think she had some some real genuine feelings towards uh, Delphine. You know. Del- uh, Delphine. Delphine. Well, I mean, okay. But I, I think I think she had some real feel. You know, I think she was developing feelings. I don't think that she was like madly in love or anything crazy like that. But yeah, sure. Um, I'll tell you who I wanted to see more of. Who's that? John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I. 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 I'm. I'm always been a Goodman fan. I. I like him in just about anything I've ever seen him in. So I. I don't. Even when I don't like the character, like. He plays an absolutely repulsive character in Old Brother War Art Thou, but he still fucking kills the role, you know. He, he he is one of those actors that like, even if he's playing a repulsive character, like he plays a repulsive character in uh Barton Fink. Like he's terrifying in Barton Fink. That I haven't seen. I mean and it's a it's a Cohen Brothers movie. It's it's one of their weirder ones, but still very good. And and I mean like the guy in Lebowski is not exactly lovable, you know. He's lovable, but you don't want him. Like you'd rather have him as a friend than an enemy. Oh, but for at the same sure. Time, you're really pissed off. He's also your friend. Yeah, well, for sure. You see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Like, yeah. But he's still his. I mean, John Goodman is hysterical, even when he's playing a serious character. Right. Right. Like I still think one of his better monologues on film that is not written by a Coen brother. Is in, is the end in uh, Red State? I I love yeah. his his yeah. end speech. Yeah, in that. Uh, and and I'm glad Goodman is still like alive. Like he yeah. dabbled with a lot of alcoholism and cocaine, and he slimmed the fuck down. Like yeah, he he good. was looking a little deathly ill on uh, last couple seasons of the Connors, but he's still going. It, so it's you know. the extra skin. That's that's really all it is. Yeah. I mean. It's it's really kind of a weird thing when like he was really really fucking heavy. He, he looked was huge. Very, yeah, he was huge, but he looked like he. You know, there's that whole thing of like a big fat person kind of looks like a big baby, and because especially when they smile, it looks looks like they're all happy, and you find out they're just like they're just trying to breathe. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I I was a kid, man. I loved him as fucking Fred Flintstone. Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, I I've said this on the show before. I think it I think it's going back to lowering the bar to give you an idea of how far how long ago I said it, but like he is by far the best part of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. You know, the I original agree. series. He he was fantastic on that show and and equally as good on the Connors. He's a little slowed down a little bit, but that's just age and you know, sure. like you said him kicking the crap out of himself with various drugs and other things over the years, you know. So, um and I- I could see him in the MCU. I could see him in, you know, because that's ultimately at this point. Like, you know what? Who, what's an actor who's not in DC or MCU? I, you know? I, I can tell you where I would cast him quickly, too. Go for it. Replacing Secretary Ross. Like, Ross gets removed from office or ultimately dies or whatever. And he, <laughs> well, well, no, because, and, 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 and to tie it back to today's conversation, like, 
Scar- uh, Black Widow says to him, Natasha says to him, what is this, your second triple bypass? Like, right. You know, so it's, it's conceivable I, I, that the character will have died. I'm not, I'm not saying anything on the actor. I don't want the <laughs> actor to die. I'm saying the character. I just think it's really fucking funny because that's almost exactly what he does in the show, the West wing at one point, Martin Sheen steps down. Like he recuses himself as president because of personal reasons. Okay. And Goodman takes over for like a week. He's technically the president for like one week. I just thought it was oh. of, of all the things that like you could have been like, like, Oh, he could have played, you know, the long lost father of, you know, this interesting character, or he's the big bad. It's like, Nope. Politician. <laughs> Um, no, I get you. I get you. But no, he he was really good in it. I liked. I actually, to your point of wanting more of it, I wish we could have seen some more interaction between him and Charlize outside of that interrogation room because I yeah. felt like that play, like when they were up on that thing looking over the wall into East Germany, that was really good. And then especially mm-hmm. on the plane at the end, he's like, "When you called me a cocksucker, I had to like keep from laughing." Like you know, like that was. A great line. Well, he or I think the actual line was like, "Cocksucker, really? Was that absolutely necessary?" She, she just kind of was like, just all she does is just kind of smirk. Right, but he I said something it. about having to keep from laughing too. I think he said after that, maybe after she smirks, like there's one more line about him having to hold it together. I just forget sure. exactly what the word is, but yeah, like their interaction with each other would, would be good. And if we are going to get a sequel to Atomic Blonde, I would want there to be that you know what i mean like maybe here there's supposed to be a miniseries it's supposed to be like a series showing up with charlize as also like producer but her coming back i i would be okay i I hear a netflix show is coming up uh well atomic blonde 2 is on her credits so you know i Mm -hmm. i don't know so maybe they're doing both but she is listed to do uh Atomic Blonde 2, but it's only announced, so there's no no other well, To be fair, I mean, you know, Atomic Blonde came out in 2017, and then this movie, you know, we had COVID in the middle of all that. I'm mean, sure yeah, it was yeah. supposed to come out a couple years, like, last year. Well, she you also know, did the, Fate of the Furious at that point. And... Yeah, but she's really not around anybody else in that particular thing. Like, she's not in close proximity with anybody. Mm-hmm. In in Or, I'm sorry, I'm thinking more F9. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, F9 for sure. And she did that last year. Well, that's when it came out. So I'm guessing she shot that in the height of COVID, you know, during sure. all that shit. So, um, um anything else of a talk? I mean, I liked McAvoy. I just felt like the story, it got a little, like, I, again, I really liked the style and I love the fighting scenes. The fighting mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and the choreography was outstanding. I, um, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was watching this knowing you and and I, I don't profess to know everything you're going to say because obviously you shocked the crap out of me at least once per episode. Um, I, it's my, sort of my job. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, there's, a, there's a sequence in Atomic Blonde that I even paused it and was talking to Dev about it going – I know how Rico generally feels about this kind of thing, and if he doesn't like this, I've got the the argument against it. But you didn't say anything, so I'm guessing you didn't mind it. But there's a sequence in the stairs where it's just mm-hmm. her and Eddie Marzen. Mm-hmm. And she 
gets kind of fucked up. I mean, she fuck, ends up fucking them all up by the end of it. Because you don't typically like women getting beat. And neither do I. I'm not saying I I'm, right, right, like, right. you, you it, hate it. And I'm like, oh, yay. You know, women get. No, I don't like it either. But right. But by comparison with something like True Romance, to me, this is a completely different monster. You know what I mean? So. I think, I mean, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm not a fan of that particular thing. And I think the main reason is that I've been with so many women that have been abused and it's just sure. how life is. It's, sure. you know, it's, it's such a horrendous thing that it's pretty fucking common. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, for sure. Happy, yeah. happy women's month guys. Um, well, but I mean, that, look, that's a reality of it too. I mean, we're right. not, yeah, we're not. And, and unfortunately it, it is a like I'm a fan of it as long as the women get revenge. But even then, there are times where if if the scene is too gratuitous and too ugh, like see, he, here's, the, here's the argument I would make for what happens in Atomic Blonde because again, using True Romance as as a comparative piece, right? She's she's nothing in comparison to like what what Lorraine is, right? Like, Patricia Arquette's character is just the girlfriend of Christian Slater. That's it. That's all she is. Like, right. and she just gets the shit kicked out of her. Whereas, in Atomic Blonde, I would argue that if you were to put James Bond in that same scene with all the same shit, you'd have zero problem with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely like, true. It, she, is, it is a double standard. It's and, for sure. But I would say that why I was okay with this compared because I was with you on the true romance scene. I remember when we did the episode, we were both like, that was hard to watch, you know. Right. This, she's a trained spy. You would expect her going against three motherfuckers and having to protect her, 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 per, you know. She's going to get beat up quite a bit, but ultimately I, she ends up winning. So, I, let me, let me, let me phrase it this way. I, I fully expect someone, you know, a, a, a movie about a, you know, a triple spy, you know, a, a triple even agent. If, even if she was just a flat out even regular, she, yeah. Right. Um, I, I expect, just like, you know, in Salt. Salt gets the fuck, you know. Not nearly as bad as Lorraine. Not nearly as bad, for sure. But she, but all, all of these women, like, get the shit kicked out of them at one point. Arguably, Red Sparrow, probably a little bit more than all, you know, in that fi- to... in that final scene with uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, um, yeah. I okay. think I think what bothers me is the not is movies that de- depict excessive violence on women, but in a sexual, rapey, abusing. Oh, manner. for sure, and that's that definitely not what this is. But that's not what true romance is either. That's just trying to get information, you know. No, but and I think true romance, like I can I can stomach true romance because I know what's coming. And I know that she fucks up Gandolfini. Even, However, even knowing that's coming, though, that's still harder to watch for me than say this. Red Sparrow, when she first gets raped, really, I, I forgot about it, and I'm like, ooh. I, and it, it was like the yeah. way which she at one point she says like he was inside me. Yeah, I, yeah. and it made my it it made me kind of. No, recoil. that's not great. But the, the the thing that the thing that makes that at least stomachable, first off, is it didn't go on for very long, which doesn't mean that that, that length makes it okay. But what the it, fact that yeah. it very quickly went from that to that dude got fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? So, it, but 
but even in comparison, like I, I just because I rewatched the girl, the dragon tattoo, the American version. Yeah. I've seen that movie a, a number of times. I'm a huge fan of the original Swedish trilogy. I'm I know a you are. Yeah. The American trilogy. I still skip the rape scene. I, I know she, I know she fucking fucks that dude up in a later scene, but I don't need to rewatch it again. I, I've only seen it once, so I don't remember it very well to be able to, to, to comment it's on really it. Bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Um, but I was curious watching the, the scene in Atomic Blonde, if you like, cause listen, I'm not, again, not advocating for any women getting beat up, but I think if you're, I think if you're trained on how to fight, you know what I mean? And you're taking on three motherfuckers, you're going to get beat up no matter whether you're a dude or, or a woman, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to, you know, the fight scene in Atomic Blonde, specifically the stairwell scene did not bother me. In the okay. sense, I'm like, because I, I, I expect that, uh, you know, oh, she's a, she's a spy. Right. If she, if at one point one of the henchmen fucking raped her, I'd be like, that's a whole other fucking thing. And I would be a hundred percent on board with you. That's yeah. But there've been, there've been scenes that we've seen women get beat up that have nothing to do with rape. There's no rape that ever, there's no sexual component to it where you've kind of been like, dude, I couldn't, I didn't like that. It's, it's hard I, to stomach. And I'm not saying that it makes it. Okay, but I'm just saying I think when you you add the fact that there's some kind of training involved as a spy, like the the character has training to Agreed. put herself in. Again, you I keep going back to True Romance because I think it's I think it's a good comparative. Patricia Arquette's character did not put her in herself in a position to get herself beat up, except for the fact that she ran with Christian Slater. But she did like right. like Lorraine in Atomic Blonde walked into that. Like yeah, knowing, you know, knew what she was getting involved, getting into, and and you know, obviously hope to come out of it better than I think she did. But you know, I think there are. I mean, I think it goes with. I mean, for sure, women, for sure. I I have a hard time with that, but I also like the the torture scene in Casino Royale with the fucking whacking of the balls. Yeah, that's that's kind of a hard watch. Now it's a very different feeling. It's not like oh, poor James. It's more of like. That looks really bad. Like, like that's yeah. one of those things where yeah. a guy will cross his legs and uncrosses like ooh. Like yeah, well, yeah, when, but when, that's when a man time. hears Lorena Bobbitt aloud, you're like, ooh. <laughs> There's actually a, there was actually a great um there was a great joke about that in the most recent Family Guy episode. I missed it. You, you know how they, you know, they'll say a joke and then it'll actually show a scene that kind of elaborates yeah, the cut, on the, the cutaway. Yeah. Cutaway, yeah. So they said something like uh, you're more you're more agreeable than John Bobbitt with his second wife, and then it cuts to them at dinner or at breakfast, and like she says something, and he's like, "Yes, absolutely, no problem, we'll get it done." And then she suggests something else, he's like, "Yeah, no problem, not get it." And then she says a third thing, and he goes, "All right, let's just get it over with." And he drops trial, and then it cu- and then it and then it cuts back to whatever they were doing. So, to be fair, John Wayne Bobbitt did beat the shit out of Lorena Bobbitt oh, no, and he- and rape her. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, 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 yeah, I'm not. If there's I'm ever not, a man who deserved to get his dick cut off, it was probably that guy. <laughs> probably, yes, but I, like, I just. she's also crazy because she cut a dude's dick off, but that, like, they really should, like, what's wrong with divorce, for Christ's sake, like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but anyway, um, I, I don't think I have much more on Atomic Blonde. I'm with you, McAvoy was okay. I didn't realize his hand was actually broken until I did some research on this, um. Yeah, I, I read that. I think I read that way back when I saw Atomic Blonde when it first came out. Sure. 
Um, and again, I didn't like it then, but I kind of dug it now. I have a newer appreciation. I I think even back then, I didn't like the fighting style. I didn't it, like the fighting scenes. It it will be the most of the three that we're talking about. Again, leaving Widow out of this, I mm-hmm. it will probably be the one I would watch again more likely. Than, Are you happy you bought these movies for the price that I paid? Yes, and I would have paid. And then for the re- for the audience, I paid twenty bucks for all three of them. So that's mm-hmm. not bad at all. I would have paid twenty bucks for Atomic Blonde alone. I I really actually enjoy the film. Like I sure. I I I like I said I watched it. The, the thing the thing with Atomic Blonde is if you're not paying attention, you can get lost pretty easily. I think that's that's the biggest thing about Atomic Blonde. It, it's it's I I'm not against movies you have to pay attention to. That's not what I'm saying, but. It's one of those movies that if you're re- like you could look away for a half a second and be completely lost. And um, I think that's probably what happened to me the first time because I remember being like, "What the fuck did I just watch? I must have like been looking at my phone or something and missed something important." Yeah, I um, I didn't did not remember her being a triple spy for sure. Yeah, I I did not yeah. remember that at all. So that took me by surprise. Also, to be fair, she her accents are her her British accent is the most prevalent throughout the film. And then when she's in that final scene where she's speaking Russian and has a Russian accent, it's very subtle. And then the 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 actual last scene, she has an American accent, but she kind of is speaking so low and so softly you could barely barely pick it up. Mm -hmm. So she's an American pretending to be a British spy who's also pretending to be a Russian spy undercover and you're just like Jesus Christ how many fucking layers is this broad gonna yeah. go through? I, I, I did remember um Percival being the bad guy, but I did remember that. So like I I, I yeah, I, I do remember that. Or too. one of them, we'll put it that way, because I feel like well, there's multiples in this film. But you Or know. he's the, or he's the red herring, you know, he's yeah, led yeah, us yeah. to believe that he really is the anyways. Um Back to Red Sparrow. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, because you had wrote, you you had made a couple of references to it. Um, so I agree with you. It's got the Black Swan, Black Widow vibe. I I I mean, I was one of those people that when I first saw it, I was like, oh Jesus, what the fuck is, what is Marvel gonna do? Obviously, they can't have Scarlett Johansson running around naked. And be, I mean, they would win all the fucking money if if Marvel was like. Hey, all you comic book nerds, do you want to see Scarlett Johansson run around naked and fucking like have sex scenes and also be a super spy and be in a comic book character? Like, it, yeah, they yeah. would all their money that they didn't get during COVID. I mean, Scarlett Johansson would have fucking gotten her hundred million. Uh huh. Yeah. But no, they don't have the balls to do that. No, no um, I, I mean, look. It, 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 you can talk about whether I get the balls or not. I actually kind of, li- I like that there's a, across the board for the MCU, there's kind of like this standard, you know what yeah. I mean? And, 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 you know, like Deadpool's going to be the one that tests that the most up to this point, you know? I, th- I think there are certain characters that could and should be radar. I think Venom should have been radar. Well, Venom's when he's not. by himself. But he's not MCU yet. So that's, you know. But. Very true, but yeah. when he uh, okay, another example is uh, like like they got away with an R-rated movie with Logan, like Again, it was no, also not... Fox owned, exactly right. But 
like it's not like Kevin Feige wasn't like involved. Well, he- here's a thing that I think is gonna. I just read this the other day and I confirmed it. And you and I haven't even had a chance to talk about it for the audience. Believe it or not, we didn't talk much this week, and that nothing bad, nothing happened. We just are. We just didn't. I, but I, I had a, I had a pretty full week. So yeah, no, no, I wasn't. We were just both busy doing life. But that's what it is. Plus, and plus, my dad's dog died. So true. There was that too. Um, but we, um, how was I going to say? Oh, so it, it was announced a couple of things. Number one, all the, all the Netflix stuff is coming to Disney plus on March 16th, mm-hmm. um, which I'm excited about, but, but they're also doing the same day and they kind of slid this in. This was a little like, cause they, they, they put it with that announcement and, and, and so it kind of got it kind of got buried. They're putting stronger parental controls actually they're putting parental controls period into disney plus there aren't parental controls at this point because there's nothing in there that really needs parental controls as of now with some exceptions like there are some movies that are on disney plus that might have like one f-bomb Right, but the, what I think that's implying, though, is that you're going to start getting stuff like Logan, yeah. Deadpool, and as such, I wonder if that means they're going to start stretching the the line on this MCU stuff occasionally. I'm not talking like going forward, they're all going to be R-rated or really pushing it, but I think that where you might, like our MCFU episode that we did, might mm-hmm. start to actually be a real thing picking up you know what i mean or or you'll be able to do like the deadpool film without having to to pg-13 it you know well you know i noticed they're doing a whole thing with with the shows themselves specifically falcon winter soldier and uh hawkeye hawkeye less so on wandavision but more specifically those two shows and also less on loki they really love using the word shit they uh-huh. really, really yep. push that. Well, shit. they they did so, that in the movies quite a bit too, if I recall. Not That's... as much. Like I remember, like only like an Age of Ultron for sure when he says shit language. That's like one of the main ones. Yeah. And most of the time, whenever someone says shit, it's Tony. You know, yeah. it, it's like yeah. I'm doing important shit here. Like yeah. it really, except when his it, daughter does it. You know, it's got to be a Stark. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. that's their word. Yeah. Uh, but that it, it, it really, because they're like, Hey, we're PG 13, but we really want to like show as gr- like, we want to show to be as gritty as possible without still the PG 13 is not for language. It's for, for the, the action and that it's, it's both at this point. Well, but I'm saying that's what it's always kind of been was it was more about the, 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 the fighting versus the, the language, you know? So, right. And now they'll be like, well, fuck, we're already rated PG-13. We might as well throw a bunch of shits in. Right. You know. <laughs> but, I mean, I think even, like, the movie Free Guy, which you have or have I've, not seen. I've not seen yet, no. I would say that's probably the most, quote-unquote, risque PG-13 uh, Disney thing as of now. Which is weird because it's also on HBO Max. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't understand, understand that. Yeah, that. I don't. I, I'm noticing these weird because you brought it up with um, – what was the one that was on Hulu and Kingsman? Kingsman, yeah. Kingsman, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. And, it was on Hulu and HBO, and I was like, "Who the fuck is owning these things?" Yeah, it's really because every time I look at I, I look at HBO, I'm like, "That's Warner Brothers," and I'm like, well, "Wait, I, what? here's the interesting thing: F9." Yeah, 
its first its first available streaming platform is HBO Max. Well, that's Universal. No, Peacock is Universal. Oh, uh, uh, what? Well, wait, F nine. You know what? When I was with, it's so weird. I don't, I don't know if I could say this. When I was with someone in Connecticut, okay, because yeah, we, we were together. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking talking about this how like it was so stupid they didn't put that movie on peacock he was literally complaining about this as he went to work and when no, he came home from work he's like this is so fucking stupid they, I don't know no, they the did but this. you had to pay for it and you had to pay like 30 dollars for it because right yeah but it's sort of that, that's i got a little bit of background information i didn't even realize it was kind of like oh it's a, that's kind of like oh well, but the, but the first place you, you can watch the first place you can stream it, and I say for free loosely because you have to pay for the subscription, but you don't have to pay. Like it's not like uh, Prime where you pay three ninety nine to rent it or whatever. The first place you can stream it is HBO Max, and it's a Universal property. Yeah, it's that's it's true. I, this streaming stuff is weird, but yeah. Anyway, with Red Sparrow and and it goes from month to month. Like one one month, yeah, like something will happen, and then all of a sudden it'll be like. So if you miss something on Netflix, just wait a couple weeks. It'll be on fucking HBO or or on Hulu. Or, Hulu or yeah, one of them. Amazon um, Prime. Or, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, it's just streaming roulette. That's all this is. <laughs> it really kind of is. Um, Red Sparrow. Uh, <laughs> It, it, listen, there's parts of that that are really tough watch. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Story-wise, though, I, I dug the story. I, I It's something I definitely see happening in that part of the world. Um, just to tie it back together, when I said it, I said that Salt and Red Spiral are kind of a combination of... Yeah. Black Widow and Red Sparrow. Black Widow is a combination of Red Sparrow and, and Salt is what I said. Right. And even so much so that the bulk of the movie takes place in Budapest. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I almost wonder if the people that Good made Good for Red you for pronouncing it correctly, by the way. Yeah. Well, I know. I love that little exchange. Like, it's pronounced Budapest. No, it's Budapest. <laughs> I think it depends on what part of the world, you, world you're from. Because, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time I've heard I think if you're Russian, like you, you, you add the Pest. I think I think if you're in most places you add the past, but I mean the the her 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 handler not handler but her contact guy is definitely British. So I think for the Brits it is past, honestly. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm sure to the Brits a lot of other countries are past. That's I'm sure. very true. Um, <laughs> but that's <laughs> nicely done. Um, but I, I you know. It almost makes me wonder if Marvel or if the people who made Red Sparrow were paying attention to the MCU and said, "All right, if you're not going to make a Black Widow movie, guess what we're going to do? We're just not well, going to call it that." You know. Here's what I learned: I, it, Red Sparrow is based on a book. It's a based on a book series. Okay. And it's written by someone who actually I think was in the American government, so he's kind of like going through his own experiences and then writing some shit down. It's probably sure. fictional. Probably we don't know what the fuck goes on in Russia. I mean, clearly. Clearly, um, yeah. But look, man, I, I do. I, uh, yeah, Red Sparrow was was kind of. It's still a decent film, and it's one of those movies where I'm like, hey, I'm glad I own it. Now, I, you know, but I doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm going to rewatch it anytime soon. Um, because there, there's definitely parts of it I really I like. First off, I I so let me ask you a question because I'm curious. This is a plot question, but I'm curious, right? Mm-hmm. When she's dancing and homeboy. Jumps on her leg and breaks it, which 
spins everything into the, what happens throughout the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. I won. <laughs> I what? I, I just like how you call them homeboy, but yeah. I I I I one thousand percent think that that was on purpose for the purpose of the story. Well, it was on purpose, but not for her. I don't think her uncle was like. Oh, I do. Do I do? Well, I, I I don't know if you remember. There was a part where the homeboy threw her. <laughs> he was talking to the other ballerina who took over. She basically said, "Throw her so I can become her replacement," and that's why she fucked them both up in that sauna, right? With her cane. I, I right. don't think it was like Uncle fucking not Vladimir Putin, but one hundred percent looks like fucking Vladimir Putin. Really does, yeah. He yeah. really fucking does, and I'm I feel so bad for him because it's not like we're the first ones to say that. Everyone's like, "Wow, you look so much like Putin." He's like, "Thanks." Can you stop saying that? Yeah, right. For real. But that boy needs to fucking play Putin in a movie for sure. Well, the way things are going, they might make a movie about this eventually, but that's beside the point. Um, it, who, who would you who would you cast as Trump? You have to have Trump in in a movie with Putin at this point. Frank Caliendo. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I I don't I I I don't know. Brendan Gleeson played him in a kind of TV miniseries, and it was uh, very weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Know. I'm, I'm trying to John Voight. I would because John Voight fucking is he's already got his nose so far up like Trump's ass he might as well play him. Yeah, well. Um speaking speaking of the red spread the guy who we were talking about the guy who wrote it, I don't know if you know this, but he actually died last year. No shit. Yeah. April twenty eighth last year, he was sixty nine years old. That's not very old. That's not very young either. It's well, just a good dirty year. Man, no, I, I, I to me that's that's pretty young at this point. It, I mean, would you, would you do you consider seventy young? I mean, compared to how people are living these days, yeah, I think so. I mean, I look mean, at your dad. Look at my mom. I mean, you know, my great that, my my great grandmother was in her nineties when she died. Like, you know, I, I, don't I feel know. like I was kind of. I think I view sixty as sort of the cutoff where it's like you're now you're kind of you're past middle age. Oh, you're past middle of? age, but I don't think you're old yet. Yeah. Well, what do you consider old? Probably seventy-five and higher. Yeah. Uh, At this point, I, don't know. I, I, I guess. I, may, let me put it this way: I think sixty-nine is the youngest you could be without being old. I think seventy. As 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 someone who's getting closer to that age, maybe that's where my perspective is coming from because I'm a lot fucking closer than you are. Uh, that's true, but I mean, you're you still have plenty of time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the the but yeah, he he passed on last that year. Sucks. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he wrote. According to this, he only wrote that movie, or the, he wrote the book. The movies based. Well, upon. I thought there was at least two other books. If there is, it's not on his IMDb, so I'm not well, saying. He, okay, you know. more likely there would be a Wikipedia about his actual books, right? Which I'm trying to see right now. But. So, I I have to acknowledge something that. Before this movie came out, I, like the majority of the fucking dudes, really were only interested in seeing this because, quote-unquote, Jennifer Lawrence was naked. And honestly, 
that was kind of the buzz. Like, it, they really I advertised remember. this film yeah. as, like, yeah. you want to see fucking Katniss get down? Like, see, Here's the interesting thing is, I mean, not it's so weird because she was equally as naked in X-Men, technically. Technically speaking. But because of... No, no, no. But I, I listen, I, I, I know where you're going, and I don't disagree with you. But, you know, like, because I remember, I remember when... They were doing the first three, and Rebecca Romaine was talking about how it was weird walking around basically naked all day, you know, and they mm-hmm. used the same stuff on Jennifer. So, well, you know, to a degree, they still put on latex coverings for like her nipples and her crotch. Correct. Right. They weren't like taking folds and no, painting in between no, the lines. No, 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 and no, no, no. Like no, no, no. And I, but I'm, but I'm saying. You did it, it, from in a that scene? respect. She was basically wearing a fucking latex thong, whereas in this one, she's not wearing shit. True, true. Um, quickly back to the books. He did write two other books: "Palace of Treason" and "The Kremlin's Candidate." Were the, and they're both after Red Sparrow. So, I mean, if they make, let me put it this way: if they make sequels to these movies, would I see them? Sure. I, I'm, I'm. Do you I've think there would be? Said, do I mean because huh? the way the way the movie ends, it feels like she gets out. Feels like she gets out, but you know, once they she thought she was out, they pulled her back in. I mean, sure, there are a plethora of movies where someone thinks they're out and they got fucking called. Fucking uh, Robert Langdon. Every time he like I I solve some riddles and I escape the church and then whatever I don't fucking remember. I mean, yeah, like Infer- get... Inferno was kind of weak, but I hear you. <laughs> Inferno was very weak. Um. Did we do that franchise? Yeah. We did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember now. Langdon, Langdon decoded. decoded. Yeah. It took me. Listen, we've done 189 of these motherfuckers. It's getting hard to keep track of what we've done and haven't done. Um, I'm just glad we remember the titles. Like, like I think it was uh, last week we talked about how, like, oh, I made history with, like, I am on equal ranking with you for Kingsman. Turns out we actually did agree on uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm sure we've agreed. To, I'm sure we've agreed on a couple. Of That's. Them. I'm pretty sure it's only been two. It's only been two franchises where we actually did agree. I feel like there was a third one somewhere, but that's, I'm not gonna. Austin Powers. We haven't done Austin Powers. Well, are we gonna do Austin Powers at some point? Probably. All right. I I get the, I get the impression that we won't agree though. I mean, that's just my my gut, I, but we'll we'll um, fucking get there. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, so fucking. I I'm I'm excited to see it because I like fucking. I, uh, let me rephrase that. I like Jennifer Lawrence's acting. No, I, I even if you had said what the way I think you were gonna say it, I think people who listen to this show know that you're you're not. You didn't listen. You like tits and ass as much as anybody else, but that's not why you tune into films. Typically speaking, this one was though. Okay. When I fir- when I first heard about it, because. Unfortunately, there was I didn't see a whole lot of promotional shit about see, her. Yeah, or about about the movie itself. Like I saw one trailer, but I I admit it, I got roped into the curiosity of uh, of seeing what she looked like naked. And, see, for for and, me, it had nothing to do with it. Honestly, like you, and I know it, I know that it sounds like oh, I'm just better. No, that's not. But for I'm not I'm not taking it as such. For me, it it I was. Know it, it it was really like because I kept hearing the oh this is what Black Widow should be, 
Well, so that too. I, that's really what drew me into wanting to see this movie at some point. Now, what caused us to watch it this week was because of the international women's thing, and we decided to do the women's spy thing. So if right. we hadn't decided to do that, I don't know that I still would have seen this yet. But that mm. said, when we were deciding what movies to do this for, that's why I... Because you remember, I kind of pushed for the... I pushed for two or three, two of the three for sure. I know I pushed for this and for Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then... You you seemed really kind of indifferent on the third, so we just pulled salt out of thin air. No, but... I I pushed salt. I said I actually started the whole thing with like something like salt because salt she is a spy. And sure. That sort of... I think I think I was um I, I I agree that it was the comparison to oh this is what Black Widow should be blah 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 but and it was also the nudity and and honestly I didn't look at. You, do you remember the the term the fappening? Yes, but I don't remember much about like the. It it was all the celebrity women's cell phones getting hacked on the cloud, oh, and we saw right, a right. lot of everybody. Yeah. I you know, but I, I didn't see. I personally I, didn't see a lot of them. I know they were out there, so I'm not saying it didn't happen. But yeah, I saw the ones that were sent to me. I didn't actively look it up, and like it was just basically people like, dude, look at this, and. At one point, Jennifer was, Lawrence was one of them, wasn't she? Jennifer Lawrence yeah. was one of them, and it was not just pictures; it was private videos. And oh, shit. really? Okay. Yeah, and and it, and I purposely did not look them up because I read like she came forward and was and she made a statement, and she basically said, "If you looked at those videos, you essentially kind of raped me with your eyes," and she said like. Like she had close friends that like said, "Oh yeah, I saw that." And she's like, "Why the fuck are you looking at that? Why are you looking at someone fucking me on camera when it was well, not meant and, for you?" And and you know that kind of goes into something that that uh, we've talked about privately. And I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely uh, eliminate names, but we know someone who who's, for lack of a better description, only because it would be too complicated to get into his wife. Puts himself puts herself out there pretty scandalously, and I I walk a very thin line of like not of trying to support her because she's my friend's right. wife, but I also you don't want to be leering and being like, hey, you know, so and so, like at your I'm, wife's I'm yeah, it, right, and then it's a, yeah. it's a very thin, difficult line to to. to to walk with that. I just, and, I just stay away from it. No, <laughs> just, no I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm like, I'm supportive, but I don't want to look. It's well, like, uh, well, yeah. And that's kind of where, where I am too. I've had, but I've also had conversations with him about it, you know, explaining my, my uncomfortability or my, my cautiousness, if you will. And his reaction is do it. Like, I don't give a fuck, like go for it. And I'm, he, I still don't. He does it. Yeah. What? He does. He he's fine with it, but we are kind of neurotic in that aspect. It's like, oh my god, no! It's like, it's like I know you. We've spoken to you. You're a real person. <laughs> I, I I don't want to. I want some fantasy, and you know, yeah. It's easy, and that's sort of the whole thing of like, I think that's what sort of put all these fanboys and kind of ogling motherfuckers that were looking at Jennifer Lawrence. They just said, oh, she's a celebrity. Who gives a fuck? But what she said, like, I, I was very hurt by the fact that people are looking at my naked body without my permission. So that that made it be like, oh, it, shit. She actually in that same vein, did you like when Paris Hilton put out her sex tape? 
or she didn't put it out, but when someone put it out, you know, or it was, or, or Kim no. Kardashian, like no. I mean, was I attracted to like them? Is that what you're asking, or do no, I? No, just like I mean, but like there were people like, oh, I gotta, I gotta see this, and like you know, I'm I, not saying I, you, that, but you know. Well, back then I was, you know, 13 when One Night in Paris, quote unquote, came out. Sure. So I was very different in sure, terms of sure, like sure. I want to. I mean, I didn't. I don't even find Paris Hilton attractive, but it was the allure of seeing a naked, quote unquote, celebrity have sex. I'm like, they sure. fuck like us, you know? It's that <laughs> stupid thing. Um, but, but now, I don't know um, why, but I just went to the scene in bad boys too, where Martin Lawrence sees the two rats fucking and he's like, <laughs> yeah, they, they look like you and me. Um, but I, nowadays I look at that as pretty awful, like stealing I, someone's yeah. private sex tape. And I also have to attribute, I've been watching the show Pam and Tommy. Have I, you see, been I watching haven't, that? No, I have not. I know what it is. I know what it's centered around, but I have not watched it. It's pretty fucking amazing for all the wrong reasons. Like, Sebastian Stan is 100% convincing as Tommy Lee. Oh, I believe that. I yeah. Right down to the giant prosthetic dick. Okay. Like, they show that motherfucker, and at one point, he actually talks to it, and it talks back. Like, he has a whole thing where he's like, dude, I think I, think I love her, man. And, like, the dick, like, lifts up, and, like, the dick, the, the eye is also a mouth. It's like, man, are you serious? We could have fucked Carmen Electra. Are you really going to do this? It's like, yeah, man, I love her. And the woman who plays uh, Pamela, uh, Lily James, it, you can't tell it's not Pamela Anderson. You the know, point is, is that Pamela Anderson has said, I will never watch that show. Because it was the worst time of my fucking life. Sure, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no, I have no desire to see it for the same reasons we were saying about some of the other ones. So, like, I, I, I probably won't watch it ever. But uh, I, uh, sex tape or the show, both for that matter. The, the show is um, really interesting. It's really uh, interesting. But I, I will say this: if his dick is actually talking to him, it's a goddamn shame. Robin's no longer with us because if anyone did a dick voice, it was fucking Robin Williams. Hear me? <laughs> no, I'm. I'd see. I he he used to do it for Billy Crystal on the comic reliefs. All oh, did the time. he? I oh my god! There's, I can't tell how many times they would be on stage introducing an, a, 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 someone like another stand up, and all of a sudden you'd see Robin disappear behind Billy, and then suddenly his hand would come through his through his in between his legs, and he'd start doing the doing, yeah doing the the, yeah, the, the hand puppet the sock thing. Puppet, yeah. yeah, well, not sock puppet because he does a thumb, but yeah, you get you know. Yeah, you're um, right. Crystal wouldn't use a sock. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. the the funny The funniest joke about that is the funniest joke from that is at one point, like Robin's got his arm all the way up to the elbow, like sticking out. So he's so Billy basically has this gigantic dick, and mm-hmm. then he says something about. Uh, Billy says some kind of joke about being a Jew, and Robin pulls his arm all the way back to just to the to the fist. <laughs> it's it's really funny. you have to see it, but it's really. If funny. I was doing that, I would have had it be like this, like you know, extend out, like yeah. like, and then be like, I'm Jewish, and then it just becomes like that. Oh uh, yeah, that would have worked too. Taking away the yeah, portion. Yeah, you know, that's kind of think what he was going for. He just did it with uh, pulling the arm back. Um, that or he was saying that Jews have small dicks. I think that's what, based on what you're describing, it could be either or. Yeah. Um, with Robin, you never know, and I don't try to figure it out. But um, that's because Robin was. Well hung. That's that's the really fucked up thing. Is I've seen. There's he's been nude in movies and he fucking flops that thing. He flops out his flubber. You know more than once. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't have much more on Red Sparrow. I listen. I I I think Jennifer. I think Jennifer Lawrence did a great job with the character, and it had nothing to do with her being naked at all. Agreed. Um, she, I I I think the supporting cast is actually one of the better supporting casts out of uh, most of these movies. I agree. I didn't see Jeremy Irons coming, but it it worked. Um, I love. I I think this is one of his better roles. That's sort of underrated. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's his his best role still to this day is Simon, but that's that's just me. Um, uh, in in terms of great Jeremy Irons roles, I mean, like he, even him as Alfred is pretty fucking good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I forgot about Alfred. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, he'll always be like Scar. Like that's that's really the creme. Scar, the creme yeah, of his I, role. for me, he's Simon before Scar. But I I see where you get that. Like I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, or I think you you're wrong for that perspective. But I also uh, we also have to give a real fucking like I think we have to give props to Joel Edgerton as the American fucking spy. Uh, yeah, I I don't know much about that guy. It's I don't I'm not familiar with him too well beyond this movie. But the crazy thing is, is that he, if you were to tell me, like in 2002, 2005, that one of the most popular one one of the most popular actors of our day and age now because he really has risen as a star substantially was the one that was like did practically nothing in attack of the clones and revenge of the sith he's young uncle owen in in the star wars films he's he's uncle owen he's luke's uncle owen oh how about that so he he's an australian actor who like really just does super minor shit and then now, I mean, he's going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. He's IMDb, playing. IMDb just went down. No shit. Yeah. Oh, it says, sorry, uh, inconceivable or whatever. I, it just says that something went wrong. Try us again in a minute. But um, anyway, and it says, don't. Oh, I, I, it's not even. No, mine's working. Mine is not working. Um, in any event, uh, weird. I, I like Joel Edgerton. He, he did a movie. Yeah, my my uh, my MTV is working fine. No, um, mine's mine's down completely. I can't get to it. Maybe so. I guess the app is just working. But he um he did a movie called The Gift, that I think is like 2016, 2017. He directed that. It's really good. It's kind of a good psychological thriller that. I it's him and Bateman. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I I'm I'm with you. I also thought the the cast in Atomic Blonde around Charlize was pretty good. Um, <coughs> I, I think I, all these movies have good casts. I think just some yeah. work better. Than, I mean, like I still like the cast in Salt. Like I like Lee of Schreiber. Yeah, I well, definitely want to talk about those two. I want to talk. Yeah, I definitely want to get into some of the stuff on the cast, including Angelina on this. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, Liv. You know, um, and and actually, the more I'm, I'm finally think I got how to say his name. I'm not saying you haven't corrected me in the past, but I, it, based on what I'm hearing about, um, so for for those of you who don't know, he's Ukrainian. By he he himself was born in America, but his origins are Ukrainian on his mother's side, I believe it is. You're talking about Lee of the actor, and it yeah. And actually, based based on on the way you, it's Liev. Okay, that from I, because I double checked and and I looked it up and there was one thing that says people mispronounce as Liev, but it's actually Liev. 
apparently. But his mom was Russian Jewish, but I don't think she was born in Russia. Or She's Ukrainian. Ukraine. Ukraine. But I don't. But I she looked was it up. Born in the. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up this morning. His dad is like a mutt, but he was. I think he was born in San Francisco and he was raised in New York, is from what I remember reading. Yes, that that is correct. Oh, uh, you you are probably right that he is. Uh... I have it right here. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, Schreiber, Schreiber was born in San Francisco, the son of Heather Milgram and Tell Schreiber, an actor, a carpenter. His father's Protestant mother's Jewish. His maternal grandfather immigrated from the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So his mom, his mom's side is Ukrainian. It was. It also the biography on his, on his IMDb. It says Liev pronounced Liev. Uh, his mother, Heather Milgram, is a painter. His father, Tell Schreiber, Tell Carol Schreiber III, uh, is a theatrical actor who had a small role in The Keeper. His mother is from a working-class Jewish family from Poland and Russia. Well, so that's... maybe it was the Ukraine when it was still Russia? Well, well, yeah, probably. Based on timelines, yeah. It still would have been technically Russian-controlled, Soviet Union-controlled at the time, but it's probably... the. But the region is probably what's now known as Ukraine. Right. Which is why it says Ukraine here. But yeah, so. Dude, ch- check this out. So his, his uh, Poland and Russia, while his father was from an upper class Protestant family, his parents moved the family to Canada mm-hmm. when Liev was one and divorced when he was five. He and his mother moved to New York where she drove a cab. During that time, they lived as squatters in abandoned buildings. Because she was a dealing with mental issues from a bad LSD trip. Yeah. She, like... I but know she it, was also artsy-fartsy from what I also but if you, understood. But if you go read the, the wiki on him, like, I don't want to spend the whole episode, but, like, the wiki gets way more into the detail on that. And if it if it's as accurate as it seems, man, there's that whole divorce thing, there's some real ugliness there. Well, it says his mother taught him to read and also forbade him from seeing color movies. He grew up seeing silent and black and white movies at a local revival house and particularly enjoyed those of Charlie Chaplin. His mother now lives in an ashram in Virginia. That's Uh, fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, She's like the Timothy Leary of fucking moms. Like, Listen, like I said, if you get a chance, go, because it's really intriguing. Um. I think this kind of goes with everything of Liev as an actor because, like, he's always kind of played haunting, yeah. haunted characters. Yep, for sure. For sure. I mean, but if, my- if you even take away Ray Donovan, you take Ray Donovan off of it, which is probably his most no well-known I would say so. Uh, role. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of his characters have a haunted past. But I, and then that's kind of my point for bringing it up altogether is that he, he very well fits the role that they cast him in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I did not see coming that he was part of this. Oh well, that being that being, fi- I mean, that's fair. I saw Salt when it came out, so I'd known about it forever. I, it's my first viewing of the- right, right, right. What I also liked about this is they did not fall to the the trope that I absolutely have gotten a little sick of, which, which is? is, oh, we think you did this. You didn't do this. Now I have to spend the movie proving I didn't do this. Right. You know, like you, it you, starts that way, but it doesn't end that way. You it know? kind of starts out very born. 
It's very bornish. Yes, exactly. Or Mission Impossible One ish. Yes. Yeah. And then and then you're like, oh wait, no, she did that shit. Like she. Oh, she didn't double. just do that shit. She fucking doubled down on that shit a couple times. Like you know. But to be fair, she also everything she did do was kind of misleading in the sense that, like, quote-unquote, she killed the Russian president. No, she didn't. She didn't do she that, didn't... but she also, like, it was, it was, it was, it was a little hard for me to really kind of figure out where the line was for her. Because it I'll, were... I'll, Okay. What? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think she was kind of playing... I think she was playing both sides, but once they killed her husband, she was like, oh, fuck, you're all going to die now. That's honestly where I think she really I would argue that that would be the case, except she stopped the missile launch. And that was after they killed the husband. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that she was like for Russia. And then once they killed the husband, she was like, I am an American now. Fuck all y'all. But she also didn't react to the to the death very, you know what I mean? Like well, she, she wasn't because she wasn't supposed to. She was trying to lure everybody in. That's the whole yeah. point. She was trying to she's a spy. So she's trying to like say, like, oh, you know, do you fucking trust me now? He's like, Yes, of course. I totally trust you. And then she's like, Great, here's a bottle on the neck. Like she yeah. if she had if she had cried or made a reaction with all the guards having guns on her, they would have shot her to pieces. Like True. she had to play dumb. True. Or had to, you know, have a heart of ice, so to speak. Which is where I was kind of thinking she was more than... than. There's more than meets the eye to salt. And honestly, I'm surprised there has not been a real sequel. Like, there really has not been... I, I did watch the unrated and extended cut, by the way. Because the, the okay. version the version I got came with the theatrical version, the mm-hmm. unrated director's cut, and then the unrated extended cut. Yeah, I think I I don't remember which one I saw. I think I saw a a cut because when I rewatched it last night, I said I, I could have sworn there was an additional scene. Well, when, and it, God, when you saw the extended cut, right? Uh, I saw what what I'm assuming was the longest of the three cuts. So did it did it end with her like diving in the water and then just running in the woods and it ends like that, or is there an additional scene after that? Because I feel like I'm having a, a Mandela effect here. Uh, a friend, a friend of mine's dealing with that too, with a, not with these movies, but with something completely different. But um, right. no, he, she does she go back to the quote unquote red room and like fuck everybody up? Yes. Okay, so I and, I'm I'm so glad there's a confirmation. And, and then she blows the place the fuck the fuck up. I fucking knew it because I had seen that whole movie, and then that's that's I in the extended cut. That's in the extended because I, I there was a thing that they they when I was selecting which version I was going to watch, they said, "Do you want to put the?" It so it pops up the uh, it puts an icon up on the screen that uh, when it's not in the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. and the place getting fucked up is not part of the theatrical cut. I I I'm so. I'm get. I'm glad there's a confirmation that I make up a scene because I even said to Steph, I'm like, wasn't there another fucking scene after this? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> so maybe she didn't fucking remember or she didn't know. But I was like, because my cut ends with her just like jumping out of the helicopter and like running through the woods. It's like the end or salt. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, 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 what, what, what? Oh, you know, she goes back to the, to the, like you said, this, this, whatever the, the equivalent of the red room is and, and fucks yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, um, 
I I'm glad. Uh, I, I dude, I really like Salt because I think I just really it it it's just a decent action movie. The fight scenes are not as good as Atomic Blonde. I mm-hmm. I definitely admit that. But the plot is simple enough where it's not like Red Sparrow where you're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? I I you know it's like if you look away, you could still follow the plot of Salt. Getting me at the Red Sparrow real quick, something I was going to say, but then we got off on a on a thing. I did like, and and you don't know until the end, and I, I enjoy when movies do this, but she was setting up the uncle from pretty much the beginning. I, oh, Steph was so happy. She was just clapping her hands, giggling, like, um, ah, yeah. ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, he looks like Putin. He's not Putin. Calm down. <laughs> no, but I, I did like that she kind of set him up from the beginning. You know what I mean? I I like the fact that Irons ultimately ends up living, you know? Yeah. I'll I'll add one more thing that is really kind of like no one ever talks about. The fact that like she's part of a program that is using sex to get her target or lure targets in. She never uses it apart with Joel Edgerton, but it's not in a I'm I'm not use I'm not using my body to manipulate you. She's using it because I think she actually cares. I, at at, at yeah. one point, she jerks off a dude, it, like a young kid, because she's he's the quote unquote easy target sure. when she's in training. Sure. And she does get raped early in the film, but so basically that's before she no goes point, into the training, though. So right, that's yeah. but like at no point does she ever use her nudity or sexuality. To manipulate anybody. At one point, she like takes a banker in, in uh, Vienna out for coffee. It wasn't like, hey, you know, I need this application. Can I suck your dick? It's it's for a movie that is like advertised as like super um, explicitly sexually. It's really not a thing. Yeah, I think the only time that you you left off is when she she started kind of like messing with her boss in this in the one club. She rubs his dick, but then like provokes him. Right. Like, right. That, but but I'm saying she doesn't use her body in the in. The, she still like has her. How do I say this? She has her code where she's like, "I'm not a whore. I will be a spy, but I'm not gonna fucking like I, I give ag- my body." To I agree. Any- no, I I absolutely agree. And the one time we see her do have sex, I feel like like basically like initiating this that's the best way to put it the best mm-hmm. i i agree with you i feel like she wanted to do that i don't think she was using that to get to him like i feel like that was something she actually wanted to do she basically didn't like she did everything that charlotte um rampling like told her not to do like she was the best student of that whole sparrows class sure but the the woman who plays matron like she basically was like you never listen to me you're supposed to fuck all these people you're yeah. supposed to be a whore. She's like, yeah, but no, I could, I could act like a whore, but I can, I don't have to actually be a whore. Um, Agreed. I have got to, I, I, Steph and I both laughed out hard when Mary Louise Parker came on screen. That whole scene with the exchange in the hotel room and the, she's the American, uh, she works for the American center or she's the, she works for the American chief of staff. Or oh, whatever. right, right, right. Yeah. So I have to admit that she, Mary Louise Parker has always been kind of a funny thing for me personally, because my sister looks a lot like her. By the way, she keeps coming up as a, fr- a friend suggestion for me on Facebook. My sister? Yeah. Yeah. 
I I mean, you can add her. I don't. She'll she'll probably reach out to me and be like, "Hey, your fucking dude, your friend wants this." No, I, and, well, I mean, and, and obviously, it's very different than the example we gave earlier because your sister's not out there like advertising herself. But it felt like the same kind of thing to me. It like, was it, it just, was a suggestion, yeah, yeah. But it still felt weird to be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna friend your sister that I've never spoken to or met." You yeah, know what I, mean? so, I, like, I I wouldn't. I it's wasn't that, pla- no, I wasn't planning on it. But it, I see that's one of the things I don't like about Facebook. It's just like. That's the thing. With... Well, that's a thing. Yeah. But it's the I actually was getting all these fucking notifications on my phone through text. Mm-hmm. I was getting text notifications saying, oh, fucking so-and-so made a post. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop. And I had to, like, actually figure out how to, like, remove the post notifications through text. I'm like, why? The... Why was this a thing? Like, I'm looking over. um the guy, the Edgerton, I'm looking over his IMDb, and I'm telling you right now, there's one movie he's in that I've seen before this, so far. Apart from, apart from Star Wars. I don't even see him in Star Wars. He's Uncle Owen in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so, yeah, there he is. And, um, and he'll be showing up in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Um... Which yeah. again is really funny that he's like the biggest star on that show now. It's just really funny. Outside of that, though, yeah, he's there's there's one thing I've seen him in, and I I'm not even sure I saw the whole thing. And that's Zero Dark Thirty. He's in Black Mass. Didn't he's see the, it. He's the most important character apart from Johnny Depp. Mm. Yeah, but I but I didn't see it. Um, he, yeah. I, I just, I guess I just see a whole lot more of his shit, but. You, he's a good actor, and at no point does he like he always ha- every movie I've seen him in, he does a different accent, like a different variation of an American accent. Like I'm his American, American accent in in Red Sparrow is pretty flawless, like Chicago, but sure. not Chicago. How you doing? It's not right. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. But then in in Black Mass, he nails the Boston accent, and he even has like a weird. Like a, almost like a Marlon Brando inflection, like oh, what do you do about it? Like you know, he does that kind of. It's almost um, mumbly and, and nasally. So salt. Let's, yeah. Let's wrap up salt. Let's wrap up this episode. Well, I, I let, let's talk about Angelina for a minute. First and foremost, I like her as yeah. an actress. Like I, yeah. I know a lot of people in the same vein as Jennifer Lawrence like looking at her, and I'm not saying I don't find her attractive, but I also really like her as an actress there's been a lot of stuff she's been in where she's been fully clothed if not sometimes overly clothed just for lack of a better description and i've still enjoyed it equally as much so Mm -hmm. it's not but what i noticed when i was doing some research is she's got a thing for marrying co-stars okay she's been married three times her first marriage johnny lee miller johnny lee miller and then billy bob so where's johnny lee miller from uh hackers Yes. So she okay. married him, divorced him, and married Billy Bob Thornton. When was she working with Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, uh, Pushington. Oh, I never saw Pushington, so, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Okay. And then then they get divorced, and there's a big chunk of time where she's single, but then we all know about the Brad Pitt thing. Bradgelina, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's the only three times she's been married, but... All three of her marriages have been guys she's and 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 guys that she was involved with in the film. Like her and Billy Bob's character in the movie were 
together. In, right. In hackers, yeah, they start as enemies, but by the end of the movie, they end up together. I think you're. I think the the thing that you're I, not focusing on is no, no, no. There's a joke to this: is that she's just the truest method actress. I guess, yeah, sure. I guess so. Um, I just found that I, interesting. I mean, like by that standard, she should have married Nick Cage at some point because of her their 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 work together in Gone in sixty seconds. She's not a fucking Mormon. Like she's not going to marry every single goddamn male co-star. She's no, not but a, it, like I, that 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 movie falls during that gap between Billy Bob and and Brad Pitt. So well, I mean, she's single now. I mean, is she going to fucking marry the dude she was partnered up with in Eternals? Yeah, but she wasn't in a relationship, was she? They weren't married, but they were in a relationship. I don't think they were had like physical that way. I kind of viewed her relationship with, with Gilgamesh as at least romantic. You think so? Yeah. He, I mean, she trusted him as the only person who could, like, you know, calm her the fuck down. That sounds like a marriage to me. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm actually looking at what... I'm, I'm just curious about what she's got coming up, not even because of that, but I'm just curious about what's... You know. I have got to say, I think her role in Eternals is pretty much wasted. I really would want to see her more in I, the I, MCU. I, I agree. I, but, but also, and we have not done the episode on this yet, and I guess we'll do it later, but I did not find the Eternals to be as terrible as a lot of other people did, including yourself. I didn't say it was terrible. I just said it was not. It was just kind of a beautiful film that was really, like, their their decisions were really diff- were not what I was used to, and I just didn't really... I don't know. I I felt like it was trying to jam. It what I I think the best way to describe it is I wanted it should have been a series. It should have been a TV series where we actually give a shit about the characters. I feel like trying to jam everything in a three hour movie was a little overblown. It would have played better, but I get it. So yeah, that's um, really my main criticism. It was a beautiful film, but it was like trying to put all this information into one thing. Um, but overall, I I like like I said earlier, I like the fact that it. You know, they set it up as the, oh, I'm innocent, I need to prove my guilt, and it ultimately ends up not being that. Right. Um, She's the ultimate red herring, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I liked seeing Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, Yeah. Did not expect that. And honestly, at first, I thought it was as uh, somebody else. I thought it was, um, he's the general in the Superman Man of Steel and ultimately Dawn of Justice. Oh, Um, that that guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but yeah. Fuck, I follow him on Twitter too. He's really funny. Um, no, yeah, I'm sure he is. And and he's a good actor too, but at a glance in that film particularly, he looked a little bit like him, and then ultimately you can tell it's not him, but yeah. True. At a glance, he looks more like Obama at this point. Yeah. Um, I. But I also feel like, uh, ironically, that it, it sets me more comfortable with him being the 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 bad in in uh Doctor Strange 2 why because in in salt until you realize what she really is he is kind of like the bad guy and then it ultimately does flip around but like for at least for me because it's like all right now she's got to prove her innocence to and the guy doesn't believe her at all like he's pretty much like no she's guilty from jump. i wouldn't call him the bad guy though i would i mean he's the bad guy in the same sense that like you could argue tommy lee jones is the bad guy in the fugitive he's he's the guy who's trying to like just to hunt her down but i wouldn't call him a villain 
He's just no, doing sure, his job. sure. Yeah, I mean, in the true sense of the the, the hero villain, I, I agree with you. But I'm saying he's mm. he's not likable, and you're not. He's definitely not likable. And you're not gonna. Oh, okay. And as Mordor or or M- Mordo. Mordo, Mordo, you're not gonna like him. You're not supposed. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen it yet, but you're not supposed to like him then either. You know, the impl- he definitely goes hero adversary in Doctor Strange one, whereas the implication by the end of that, and then thrust going to this next one, he's he goes full on villain. Right. So as such, you, you know, I because I, everything I'd seen him in prior to that, he was. I don't say he was the hero, but he was a likable character. Like I love him in The Martian. I, I I like his character in The Martian, and I like him in Doctor Strange up until yeah. pretty much the the very last scene. The the po- it's not even last scene; it's a post credit scene. If it's I'm correct, po- with yeah. Him and him and Benjamin Brat, uh, Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, to be, on the flip side, I really liked. Liev Schreiber's character because he is yeah. likable. Yes. And then you find out he's just a fucking Russian motherfucker. Right. No, absolutely. I and agree. I mean that bad, that the the really bad motherfucker, not like the good motherfuckers where I call you. Yeah. Like he he's he's mother Russia fucker. Like, you know, he is, you know. But uh yeah, I just I I I don't know. The, to me this movie was slow. Like I I I really had a hard time staying engaged in this film. I I can understand your point of view, but I don't agree. I felt I, like I, I had trouble staying engaged in Red Sparrow too. To be honest with you, like Red Sparrow is definitely the slowest of these films because it's oh yeah yeah. In, in terms of like using a weapon, it's it's very much a it. You know what it is? It's that whole weapon where they skin the motherfucker with that machine that Oof. little apparatus yeah was that not like really that's what i'm saying she got brutalized a lot in that film too it wasn't they didn't just skin Charlie's... her they skinned him no but they but they they got her a knife fight like you oh see, yeah yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. Cuts yeah. oh she got fucked up yeah yeah um i'm trying to find something i thought i remembered something about uh salt but i don't remember it well what um do you remember what it was I, Center around. That's my no. I'm just. I thought it was like something like a trivia thing. I don't remember. Um, I like so. That's my point. Is that Red Sparrow is that apparatus that that shaving thing where they skin? Oh wow, yeah. Now now IMDb is really fucking up on me. Oh here we go. It, it, it it's being iffy. Yeah. Um, and salt. I would say I. It's not slow, but it's definitely a knife that's being twisted in. You know what I'm saying? It's doing more yeah. damage. Yeah. But they want you to feel the pain, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I, um, I, I didn't really, I didn't dislike salt. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it was basically because I was a fan when it first came out. I also like the name. I think the name fits perfectly with like a quote unquote, woman spy thriller like born you know born has that kind of double meaning of like he's born again you know you know salt is is very spy-esque um i did find it funny that like her her uh russian name was also natasha like yeah yeah i didn't i didn't catch that but you're right yeah dude I'll, i'll i'll this is this is really fucking funny there is someone i know who is Russian and she 
you know, we're not friends, but we're acquaintances. Sure. But she's, she has, like, I guessed her fucking name. Like, I legit guessed her fucking name. And I, and I can't say her, I mean, well, I mean, I don't, it's the most obvious woman, like, name where it's, like, Anastasia, and then, like, I guessed her middle name, and she's like, how the fuck did you know? I'm like, well, you're Russian. Of course it's going to be Natasha. Yeah. I won't say her last name. Okay, but, fair enough. But I was like, I was like, wow, you just went right, like, your parents just, just the, the fucking double down. Every, did, yeah, just double did down. You, did you see in the trivia where, where, where Liev went full fucking uh, Tom Holland, Mark Ruffalo? Yes. Yeah, I remember that too. I well, see, I don't watch it. I never watched the Daily Show, so that yeah. Yeah, I I uh, I remember that way back when. I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't catch it, but I remember. I remember him being like, "Oh shit! Oops, sorry." Yeah. So, um, uh, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say, man. I like, I mean, listen, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we're honoring these female actresses, you know, or female so actors, I. you know, and and all great actors. Like, even if we have issues with some of these movies, it is not, again, it's not that either the women or the women that were cast that I have problems with. You know, it's it's Absolutely. plot points. It's, it's, it's pacing. It's continuity. It's stuff like that that I have issues with. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, you and I are definitely, we have talked about how we are both feminists and we're big fans of women. And, and really when we, when we talk shit about somebody, it's, it's never like, oh, well, the, she's a woman. Why would I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I, I still, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any other way of ending this uh, in terms of just saying, you know, such a poser. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Podeskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. PM Pacific at getvocal.com slash podeskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash podeskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, what's all this junk? Oh, just some mail and personals from the Budapest safe house. Budapest? Yeah, uh, Budapest. No, it's, it's Budapest. 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 Damn it!
Pie.